Mix FM, Pittsburgh's rock and alternative, and iHeart Radio station. Capitals are blowing it. Washington was up two games to none. Won the first two games at Tampa Bay. And now they trail three games to two. Heading into game six tonight at D.C. But how about Alex Ovechkin in the last game? Game five. Ovi played four minutes and 28 seconds out of the last four minutes and 48 seconds. He scored a goal to cut Tampa's lead to 3-2 and was a threat the entire time. Just like in the past, the Caps may be choking, but it's not on Ovechkin. Ovi has 11 goals in these playoffs, that's in 17 games, and he is absolutely giving it everything he's got. So don't make fun of Ovi. Don't blame Ovi, because if you do, guess what? You just made the list. There is just no way to put Ovi on blast. Even in defeat, if the Caps do lose this series, he'll be the hero for Washington, as he's been since the first day he laced up skates in our nation's capital. Although I do think he helped Putin compromise the election. The list brought to you by Matt Mertz Plumbing. Count on a name you could trust. Call 412-367-0815 for all your plumbing heating, and cooling needs. Uh, the Flurry-Murray discussion continues, except they did the right thing keeping Murray. Flurry had a better year this year, but 33 years old, 10 years older, $2 million more expensive, yada, yada. I get tired of saying it, but the most convincing argument to be made on Murray's behalf, not that any argument needs to be made at all on Murray's behalf, but he won cups in 16 and 17. Oh, but Flurry's better right now. What, like right this millisecond? Like like today in practice right now? Because 16 and 17 ain't that long ago. God bless Mark. I'm rooting for him. But him winning in Vegas, even if they win the whole thing, doesn't prove the Penguins made the right, the wrong move. It's ridiculous that a lot of you jamokes who tried to run Flurry out of town in the years 2010 through 15 inclusive that you're hopping back on his bandwagon and scapegoating Murray. And what that's evidence of is you just want someone to blame when your team doesn't win. And since you don't know hockey, and let me make that real clear, Pittsburgh is a stupid hockey town with a bunch of stupid hockey fans who jumped on the bandwagon when the Penguins got good in the Crosby era, but never could be bothered to watch the game before that because you were drunk tailgating in the Steelers' parking lot. It's a stupid, 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 stupid hockey town. And because it is a stupid, 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 stupid hockey town, Anytime there's blame to be ladled out, you go after the most visible guy, and that's the goalie, which is stupid, but even more stupid in this stupid hockey town because the guy just won the last two friggin' Stanley Cups. That's why it's stupid, 
That's why you're stupid. That's why it's a stupid, 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 stupid hockey town. And really, not much of a sports town in general, dating back to when Terry Bradshaw got hurt after winning this crap hole four Super Bowls and you cheered when he was hurt. And if that wasn't you, if that was your father, your father was a worthless alcoholic who beat you and your mother. Probably. Stats show. I mean, why would you cheer when Bradshaw got hurt, you or your dad? And there's nothing funny about any of that happening. But there's nothing funny about Bradshaw getting hurt, and you cheered for that. Let's go to the Swabby in Dormont. Swabby, you're on with Double M. How you doing, Mark? Terrific. Flower was always my favorite player when he played here, but I, I root for the team, not for an individual player. And we would probably be talking about the Penguins playing here in Game 6 tonight if anyone else on the team other than 72-59 and 87 could have put the puck in the net against Washington. Oh, yeah, the lack, of, this- the lack of secondary scoring hurt the Penguins more than anything. And Murray didn't have a great playoff. Not a bad playoff, but he, he wasn't stellar. Chris Letang could play better. I mean, the scapegoating... It is taken from small shreds of truth and blown up out of proportion. But but you know you know at the bottom of all this criticism and scapegoating and and after the facting is that you, you can't win every year, right? And and but the, the just the fact that people can't separate it was a it was it was a trade a perfect storm of why Vegas is where they're at. It was just a situation where everything. You know, you know what would have been, you know what would have been ideal. Swabby would have been if some way could have been finagled to keep both goaltenders, but in an expansion year that just wasn't going to happen, and Flurry wanted out so he could play, and Rutherford was always going to respect that. Thank you for the call. Let's go to Adam in the car. Adam, you're on the Mark Madden show. Hey, Mark, how you doing? What up? Uh, the only thing I think you got to add about the 16th season with Flurry is that the Penguins were out of the playoffs in December, and he played amazing. He got hurt. Flurry played great in 2015-16. It was best year statistically as a Penguin, and he kept the team afloat when Mike Johnston was mangling it. Well, I think you can't forget that about, about that. because Who's forgetting that? that? I'm not forgetting anything no Mark Andre Flurry no, did. I'm just saying, no, no one's really been mentioning that, and I think that's a really big thing. They were playing awesome when, when Murray stepped in, so you, you have to Right, it was really for easy that. for Murray when he won those 15 Stanley Cup playoff games that year. Anybody could have done that. Anything else? No. That's... Good, good. Thanks for the call. Good stuff. Let's go to Josh in Beaver. Josh, run with Double M. Yo, what up, Double M? What up? Hey, I just uh, I just want to say I completely agree with you that uh, Pittsburgh is a stupid, stupid town. Just for one simple fact that, you know, I've been a, a diehard Penguins fan my entire life through the rough, even back in the 2000s, man. They were, they were doing bad. And you didn't see all these people out there supporting them. And I'll, I'll guarantee you one they thing. They weren't doing that they, bad. I mean, Lemieux came back that year. Well, I, I mean, not terribly bad. They're, they weren't doing that bad. But oh, brother, I have seen you stuff. Know? I have seen stuff that would bring tears to your eyes the size of horse testicles. Well, Don't tell me about the problems you've horse, had so yet, Squirt. Get rid of this guy. In fact... Stupid idiot! I mean, seriously. 
I remember in 2000, the year Lemieux came back, how bad it was. Yeah, except Lemieux came back, and then they made the conference final. Nobody knows the trouble I've seen. Nobody knows my sorrow. You know, somebody pointed out to me on Twitter that I am really nasty to callers and I just eviscerate them if I think they're stupid and I should be above that. I'm not. I got to tell you, I love it. I love it. Oh, God help me, but I do love it so. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. Again, I'm still waiting. I'm held hostage by you. No one has come up with a logical reason why they should have kept Flurry over Murray. A lot of sentimentality, a lot of stuff kind of reconfigured factually to suit your argument, but no one has come up with a logical reason, so if you'd like to, please do. And I'm a Flurry guy, but I'm a Murray guy now. You know why? Because Murray's the Penguins' goaltender, and I support the logo, not some guy that, that I, I wear his jersey. I wear his name and number on my back. All you people, you think Mark's a nice guy. Mark is a nice guy, but you've never met him. You imagine some relationship with him because he played for your hockey team, but it doesn't exist. He is a great guy. You don't know that. He was great in the room. You don't know that. Let's, let's take one more. Let's go to Joe in the car. Joe, ask Mark. No, wait, don't do that. I wish you could because the show would be nearly over, but you're on 105.9. Uh, Mark, how's it going? Good, Mark. Hey, uh, I was wondering, there is a strong contingent of people who think that the right deal was made and that do still support Flurry. And that that isn't... No, no, no. I, I'm supporting Flurry. I'm rooting for Flurry. But yeah. it, if he wins the Stanley Cup, it won't mean the Penguins made the wrong decision to let him go. No, absolutely. Exactly. Th- these two things can be mutually exclusive. And I think that people are blaming, like, Flurry fans. And, and like, Well, a lot of it is because... This town, and, and really any sports town, loves the scapegoat. Whenever a team loses, it can't be because the other team played better. It has to be somebody on Pittsburgh's fault. Do you remember when Bork, Ray Bork won the cup and they had a rally with 20,000 people in Boston for his Oh, that was disgusting. He, he left Boston to whore himself out to another team to get an ill-gotten Stanley Cup. And instead of treating him like the $5 sidewalk hooker that he was when he left, they faded him. That tells you all you need to know about Boston and their desperation to latch onto a winner, even deservedly so. And my God, I think I see what you're getting at. Are you suggesting yeah, Pit- are you suggesting Pittsburgh should that. have a celebration for Flurry if he wins? That's a, that's what I was gonna say. I don't think we'd ever do that. I think that's a bridge too far for this town. So that's why again we're better than Boston. I, I really love Mark and I want to see him win. I would rather make out with Heinz Ward at his Dancing with the Stars victory celebration than to even witness Mark andre Fleury having a Stanley Cup celebration for another team here in Pittsburgh. Okay, we've got a bunch of people on hold. We'll get to them. I'm Mark Madden, 105.9. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. So, uh, what's happening? He's a little guy. Huh? What? I'd love to get the balls to say what you want to say. Very good point. The X at 105.9. Here's the kind of idiocy I'm dealing with. Joe tweets, the Penguins could have traded Murray after the 2016 Cup for a first-round pick. 
teams are always desperate for goalies. At the time of the expansion draft, the Penguins made the logical choice. Let me go to the beginning of your tweet, show. After Murray won the Stanley Cup in 2016, winning 15 of the games, why on earth would you trade him for a first-round pick? Sure, you could have, but why would you? I mean, you could have pushed him down a flight of steps, too. That would make about as much sense. Let's go to Cros... Uh, Guy wants to talk about Crosby. said, let's go to Crosby. Hey, Sid, what's up? Let's go to Brian on the south side. Brian, you're on with Mark. Hey, Mark, how are you doing tonight? What's up? Uh, question for you. You follow hockey real well. How many years do you think Sidney has left at this level before you really see a decline in his play? Define this level. What do you mean? I mean, the level he's playing at now, he has... And we've already so seen a slight decline in his production, I think because of the rigors of, of having, you know, one, two Stanley Cups and having a World Cup of Hockey in there somewhere as well. I think Sid picked his spots and was his dominant self during the playoffs. And I think we'll see him picking his spots more and more as he gets older. But I think Sid's still the best player in hockey. And I think he can maintain that for two or three more years and still be pretty good after that, too. Still there? No? See, what I expected him to say was, well, don't you think Flurry's the better goalie in those two or three years? No, I would have stuck with the guy who won the last two Stanley Cups. Let's go to Russ and Cranberry. Russ. You're on the Mark yeah, I, Show. Hi, Mark. How are you? Great. Um, I'm calling in for, I guess, for the debate. Um, only, you say Flurry would still have the fatigue factors as the same because, uh, as same as you said. You're, who mentioned saying, the fatigue factor? Well, you're saying fatigue factor is, is kind of a question why the Penguins kind of maybe faltered and lost. Yeah, I think uh, that's one of many factors. Okay, well, Flurry would have the same fatigue factor, but he was able to make it ahead. He, he, he's got to the finals. Yeah, he missed 30 games this season due to injury. He only played, what was it, half the playoff games last year and none of the playoff games the year before. So I think it's fair to say that his fatigue factor was probably less than it would be had he played all the playoff games and not been hurt over that span. What do you think? Well, you can – because Murray was hurt as well. I'm not trying. I mean – Yeah, I I never said Murray faltered because he was tired. I never used them – being tired as a team is an excuse. Right. I, um, I don't get your point, probably because there really isn't one. Well, also, the, the point is, you're saying about, okay, Murray, um, anybody would take Murray over Flurry because of the age factor. But it seems like it doesn't look, with Murray, Flurry going ahead, it didn't look good. That was the right decision. This is almost gibberish. I haven't really understood a word you said for 90 seconds. Well, I'm trying, but we're not professional like you. We're not as smart and all that, but we try. Professional, literate, you say tomato. Let's go to Mark in Indiana. Mark, you're on with Double M. Good afternoon, Mr. Madden. Good afternoon. Anybody that's saying it's unfair that Vegas is making it to the Stanley Cup Finals? Well, who has said that? Athletes. I haven't seen wow. anybody say that. Have any media people said that? I haven't seen anybody say it, but I ever heard it with you and Steyerwald saying that uh, that it, people are upset about it and saying it's unfair. I haven't seen one NHL writer or broadcaster or NHL executive or coach or player say that. So if this is fans being jealous because their team isn't as good as the expansion team, 
like, like I used St. Louis before. St. Louis has had a lot of opportunities to win it where their team was just about good enough, but they couldn't get over the top. Okay, St. Louis has never won a Stanley Cup, and they've been in the league since 1967. But the Penguins have won five in that time, so obviously 50 years is a long enough time to get something accomplished. The Penguins have proven that on a pretty big level. So if, like, St. Louis or Minnesota or whoever is upset because Vegas is beating them to a Stanley Cup, which they haven't done yet. But if they're upset, that's just that's baby stuff. Agreed. And whenever St. Louis came into the league, weren't they guaranteed a spot in the Stanley Cup Finals or the playoffs? Yeah, St. Louis got a bye to the Stanley Cup Finals their first year in the league. Okay, so that said... Bro, bro are... how stupid are you? I just said St. Louis got a bye to the Stanley Cup Finals. Do you really think that happened? There were six expansion teams in 67. They were all in the same division. So one of them was going to get in the final because the final back then played down to East versus West. And all the expansion teams, like I said, were in the West. Completely agreed. Bye to the Stanley Cup Finals. St. Louis made the first three Stanley Cup Finals. Got swept in every one. St. Louis was under 500 that first year when they made the Stanley Cup Finals. Every team in the West finished under 500. Now, now to be fair, teams have since gone under 500 and got to the Stanley Cup Final, like Minnesota in 91, who the Penguins beat. Oh, here's like an example of media whining. Some sports radio geek in Vancouver said, quote, it's a great way to grow a fan base in Vegas, but I'm not sure this is a great feeling for 30 other cities, many that have been starving for a chance at the Stanley Cup for decades. Well, so what? F you, F those cities, F those fans. You want to win, be good enough. In Pittsburgh, the Penguins have been good enough five times. If you want to win, win. Be good. If you lose, shut up about it. Vancouver made the Stanley Cup Finals. What was it? They made it within inside 15 years, which is actually a pretty quick time to get there. The Islanders, the Dynasty Islanders killed them. Heck, Buffalo. Buffalo entered the league in 70-71, and they were in the finals in 75. They lost to Philadelphia. They had Gilbert Perrault, Rene Robert, who they got from Pittsburgh, Richard Martin. You know, they found a way. If you're good enough, you'll win. If you're not good enough, you won't win. And that'll be the only reason you won't win, because you're not good enough. This Vegas thing didn't screw anybody. I think Vegas got a little bit lucky. McPhee made some shrewd deals. But no team... Nobody in the media, no executive, no player, nobody, no fan has a right to bitch that Vegas had it easy. If you look back at the way things have really happened for Vegas, it ain't been easy. Not in the least. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. Uh, In just a moment, I'm going to talk more about the great story in Vegas. I'm also going to talk about the Penguins losing a couple prospects and what they might have to do to make up for it. 105.9. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. Hey, Double S, big fan, man. Thanks. If you were a hot dog and you were starving, would you eat yourself? I would. I'd be delicious. Ditto. VX at 105.9. Las Vegas is in the Stanley Cup final. It's an amazing story. Even more amazing, it has rekindled the debate of Flurry versus Murray here in Pittsburgh, but 
No one has given me a logical reason why keeping Flurry over Murray would have been a good idea. And uh, we forget that Flurry struggled for quite a bit, and you certainly forget that you tried to run him out of town as a result of those struggles. Uh, specifically, Flurry had that awful series against Philadelphia in 2012 and then got benched during the playoffs in 2013, although I felt he should have returned to the net at some point, especially for the conference final against the Boston Bruins. Uh, you're just not going to win a Stanley Cup with Thomas Vokun, as evidenced by the fact that nobody ever did. But after those struggles, uh, a lot of people in Pittsburgh wanted to run Flurry out of town. And now that he is out of town, he's become a hero, and I bet his case is being championed by many of the same people who wanted to get rid of him in the first place. Uh, Flurry was not allowed to redeem himself here in Pittsburgh until he left. No matter how well he played in the playoffs in 14 and 15, he had his best regular season as a Penguin in 2015-16, but of course got hurt before the playoffs, and that got Murray in the net, uh, where he remains to this day. Uh, Mark had a great career in Pittsburgh, but it was just time to move on because of circumstance, and the Penguins absolutely made the right move in choosing Murray, and how well Flurry's playing in Vegas right now does nothing to change that. But I, again, challenge you, give me a logical reason. Don't forget that word, logical. A logical reason why they should have kept Flurry and let Murray go, because there was no keeping both. Uh, I'm rooting for Flurry. I hope he wins, but if he does, it will not have proved that Pittsburgh made the wrong decision. Matt Murray proved himself decisively over the last two seasons, and any argument that Flurry was the better goalie has been rendered purely fictional by Murray's performance in those playoffs. Uh, Flurry, what he's doing now, it'll be remembered forever. But the Penguins made the right decision. There's really no logical argument otherwise. Because I keep asking for one and just do not get one. Here's some news from the Penguins. Uh, earlier I said that Jim Rutherford said today he'd like to get scoring depth, a bottom pair defenseman, and to sign Brian Rust to a contract extension during this offseason. He also said that basically, I, I don't want to put words in Jim's mouth, but uh, I'll give you the Reader's Digest version. In so many words, Rutherford called Tom Wilson a coward because he wouldn't fight Jamie Alexiak when Alexiak beckoned in the aftermath of Wilson breaking uh, Zach Aston Reese's head. And, and Jim didn't use the word coward, but like I said, he might as well have. And he's right. Uh, Wilson's a punk. He's a, he's a scumbag. He'll run at you from behind. He'll take the cheap shot. But when confronted, he shrinks. That is like Rutherford said until the referees get there, the linesmen. And then when there's a bunch of guys between you and him, then he's suddenly brave again. He is the worst kind of hockey player, and I wouldn't want him on my team. I just would not. Some more news from the Penguins. As we mentioned last week, Lucas Benston was thought to be one of the Penguins' primary defensive prospects, although hardly... Uh, of any strong repute, like an okay guy who might play in the league, but it looks like he won't now because he's going to play in Sweden next year. It also looks like Andre Padan, another defensive prospect, might go play in the KHL. He's Lithuanian. 
So the Penguins are going to have to draft or sign some defensive depth. They already signed that Ricola guy from Finland. Ricola! Uh, I don't blame Bengston and, and, and Padan, uh, both of whom are basically going home to play. Uh, Benston is a Swede, like I said, Padan, Lithuanian. If you're not making it here, there's no point kicking around the minors. If the money's better, just go home. Uh, turning again to the Golden Knights, you know one thing we should keep in mind when it comes to the great story with Vegas? If they lose the final, it's not really such a great story anymore, is it? It's not the little engine that could, it's the little engine that couldn't quite. Like the St. Louis Blues making the final in their first year, 1968. We have to be reminded about that because they lost. Those were very different circumstances. I, I explained that earlier. Six expansion teams came in the league that year and were all in the same division, the West Division. East played West in the final. So the Blues made the final after finishing the regular season with a record of, uh, what's it say here, 27, 31, and 16, 16 ties. They beat Philadelphia in seven games. Way to go. And Minnesota in seven games and lost to Montreal in four straight. The Blues got a lot better the next two years, 37-25 and 14, then 37-27 and 12, and they got to the finals two more times and got swept both times by Montreal again and by Boston. Let's go to Trevor in Swickley. Trevor, you're on with double M. Good call, Trevor. Let's go to AJ in the car. AJ, you're on with Double M. Hey, Mark. Just want to talk about the uh, Murray-Flurry situation. Uh, the Pens were 100% correct in sticking with Murray. But it reminds me a little bit of uh, Peyton Manning and uh, Andrew Luck. Um, obviously, they they let Manning go, signed Luck, and then uh, Peyton went on to win a Super Bowl after that. And uh, a little similar if, if Flurry goes on to win. Yeah, that's a good comparison, although I thought the Colts should have kept Manning. Well, uh, you know, that could because be Luck, Luck, did, Luck didn't come in and win two Super Bowls while Manning was hurt. Right, I mean, right. it's a that's similar right. situation, but that's that's a key difference, don't you think? Yeah, no, definitely different circumstances, but a, a little bit similar in the fact that they let the older guy go and went went went, went, went to win a Super Bowl, and then uh, you know, like again, little, little little similar, different circumstances. No, no, you're right. Good call. Let's go to Dan and New Ken. Dan, you're on the Mark Madden show. Hey, um. Mark, you know, I, I think the Pens made made the right move. And, and this is the thing a lot of people are going to consider. George uh, McPhee, who's the general manager of the Golden Knights, he drafted a team really with, with defense in mind. And the, the, the I don't know Knights about are, that. His defense isn't real good. I mean, it, it, it's obviously not terrible, but if, if there's a weak point to their roster, it's their defensive core. Well, I... I they have more of a defensive mentality. That's because of Jerry Gallant, the coach. Well, well no, I, I, I agree with you, but they still have some pretty good defensive players. And I think that that contributes to how well Flurry has been playing. No, Flurry's just been great. Just oh, been no, great. He is. He, he's still great, but I think that their roster and their mentality has helped that team quite a bit succeed the way they have. Thank you for the call. You know, you know what I do laugh about? I saw some, some big story. By one of the national writers, I forget who, not Kevin Allen, somebody like on that level saying, the Golden Knights team mentality is why they're in the Stanley Cup final. Right, because no other team in the league has a team mentality. Everybody else puts individualism first, and you, you never hear when a team wins. Well, the reason we're winning is because we put individuals ahead of the team. 
it's like I always say, it's one of those things like team chemistry and leadership. They're assigned after the fact when a team wins, but weren't really a factor in them winning. Just weren't. I mean, like, those 91-92 Penguins, there were times they really didn't have a team-first mentality. They had a lot of guys wanted points. I mean, when it came time to, you know, buckle down and even play a trap to win, they were willing to do it. But, but you know, that they were very selective with that team-first mentality. It's like Troy Loney always said. In the regular season, you didn't get very many minutes because all the stars wanted to get their points. They just keep jumping out there. Then in the playoffs, when you need a guy like Troy Loney, he got plenty of ice. Let's go to Doug in the car. Doug, you're on with Mark. Mark, what up, man? What up? So you just said that uh, if Flurry wins, he'll be remembered forever. And well, Flurry's going to be remembered forever, period, because he's going to make the Hall of Fame. Of course. I said, so, but if, if he if this year will be remembered forever if the Knights win. If they don't win, not so much. I mean, it'll be remembered for a while, but it'll fade quicker than you think. Okay, so you're, in your opinion, what is the bigger deal? Matt Murray winning back-to-back Stanley Cups as a rookie or Marc-Andre Fleury uh, winning uh, Stanley Cup his first year in Vegas? What's the bigger individual accomplishment? Yes. What Matt Murray did. I agree. Thank you. Matt Murray winning two Stanley Cups while he's still technically a rookie? I mean, Mark's having a great year, but it's one year, and he's part of a bigger story, even though he's the primary reason for the story. But Matt Murray, it's very succinct. He won two Stanley Cups while he's still considered a rookie. Let's go to Chris on 79. Chris, you're on with Double M. What's up, Double M? What up? Hey, just wanted to kind of bring up, uh, you know, comparing Flurry and Murray is kind of irrelevant. I think either goaltender would have been fine here in Pittsburgh. I think that the Penguins ultimately made the right choice. But people also have to look at, you know, the play style of the Penguins. And the fact that, you know, we do not prioritize defense, um, you know, it's an inevitability that more goals are going to be scored against the team. That Yeah, I don't know, think anybody's disputed otherwise. What's your point? Just more people complaining, um, you know, that we should have kept Flurry over Murray, and I, I just don't think that they're taking the whole of the game into consideration. Well, Flurry had his best season statistically ever for the Penguins in 15-16, and now he's having his best season statistically ever with the Vegas Gold Knights. Mark Andre Fleury's playing great, but, but there was no logical reason to keep him over Murray. Let's go to Dan in Indiana. Dan, you're on with Double M. Hey, what's up, Mark? Hi, Dan. Think, uh, hey, man. In Vegas, with them having a looser locker room versus Sullivan, like all the time. Oh, how, many times, that- how many times have you been in either locker room? Oh, I have it. I know you. Know oh, really? I, I, I would never have guessed that with your expertise on what goes on in both locker rooms. Uh, hey, I, all I, that I, loose locker room stuff is is a myth, okay? The winning teams have a loose locker room. You know why? Because they're winning. They don't win because they're loose. They're loose because they win. Goodbye. Let's go to Ryan in the car. Ryan, you're on with Double M. You're on the air. And now you're not. Let's go to Alvin in Saxonburg. Alvin, you're on with Double M. Hey, Double M. Huge fan. Great. I just want to point out a lot of people are overlooking about the Flurry-Murray controversy, that this game still has to be paid for. 
when you look at what Murray was getting paid and what he's getting paid this year versus what we would have had to pay. Oh Flurry. no, the cap figured in. It's it's a two million dollar difference. But let me let me tell you something. Let's let's go hypothetical here, even though I hate it. Actually, I love it. Okay, let's say both Murray and Flurry were both twenty seven, and let's say they made the exact same amount of money. Who would you pick, the goalie who won the last two cups or the one who didn't? The one who won the one who won the last two cups. Right, obviously. that was the overriding, by far, dominant factor in that decision. That Murray had won the last two cups. Case in point. Yeah. If if if, 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 if the goodbye. If if the age is held thirty three to twenty three, and the salary difference held five point seven five to three point seven five, if Flurry had been the guy that won the last two cups, that had kept the thirty three year old goalie. The reason that decision was made was based on who won the last two cups. Time not to ask Mark anything. It certainly is an exciting time of day when that happens. Don't forget tomorrow we got. I, I keep forgetting the guy's name. The I, I, Bob just told me his name. I, I don't care. Uh, he's the guy who wrote the National Lampoon book. Not not even that book. The uh, Caddyshack book. There's a great new Caddyshack book out. She'll be on tomorrow, and we're gonna have Scott Paulson co-host at the five o'clock hour. Between you and me, I think Scott co-hosting is much more exciting than the, the Caddyshack dope, but it's here we are, it's spring, and the Penguins are playing. Time now to ask Mark anything. 412-333-WXDX. The super genius, Mark Madden. You don't have an option. You think it's the you show? It's the me show. Hey, what's up, Mark? Come on. The lights, the robe, the hair, the woo! The X at 105.9. Double M on the X. Time to ask Mark anything brought to you by Chapino Restaurant. I said that too fast. Let me slow down. Hi, it's time to ask Mark anything brought to you by Chapino Restaurant and Cigar Bar. It's the city's best seafood and chop house, and it is located in the Strip. Be sure to try the Super Genius Burger. And by the way, I have to get down there soon to get me a Super Genius Burger. So be sure to check out Chapino in the Strip. If you eat a Super Genius Burger, post a review at my Twitter, at MarkMadNX, and I'll retweet it. I have so much food named after me. It's awesome. Let's go to Stephen in Brighton Township. Stephen, ask Mark anything. Hi, Mark. Hi, Mark. Um, who do you predict will have a greater impact on the uh, Champions League final, Gareth Bale for Madrid or Roberto Firmino for uh, Liverpool? Well, I'm certainly hoping Roberto Firmino for Liverpool. What kind of question is that? Well, just because Gareth Bale, it's like he goes long uh, uh, periods of time without contributing. Then he, he Gareth he Bale has been money. Gareth Bale has been mostly a disappointment for Madrid. Yeah, and he's a guy who's made a lot more money in Madrid than he would have made at Tottenham, but he would have had a better career at Tottenham. All those guys do when they go to Madrid is they get to carry Cristiano Ronaldo's bags, and that's what will happen to Salah if he goes to Madrid, and it's what happened to Coutinho at Barcelona with Messi and so forth. It's why Suarez wants out of Barcelona. Did you know that? No, he I didn't know he won. You're not allowed to be the best guy there, even if you are the best guy. Let's go to Nick on Neville Island. Nick, ask Mark anything. What up, what up, man? Hey, what up, man? Hey, what is your favorite cut of steak? How do you like it cooked and from where? Well, uh, I go any number of places for steak. Is prime rib a cut of steak? If that's what you call steak, then yeah. Well, it's not really. I think it's different. But prime rib is my favorite cut of meat. And I like prime rib a little bit over medium, like like slightly medium well. It gives it a better texture. And I like with horseradish sauce. Every other kind of steak, I like uh, medium. Now, in terms of uh, what cut, 
I love the tomahawk ribeye, but there are times I really like the 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 uh, filet mignon. You ever have a bone-in filet mignon? I have not. Yeah, those some of the fancy schmancy places have that. That's really right up there. And there's any number of places. Like I go to Ditka's for prime rib. I go to the Grant Bar in Millville for prime rib. I go to. Uh, I haven't been. You know. You know where I don't go enough. I don't go enough to Hyde Park. I love Hyde Park. And I need. I still haven't heard about this. This fictional prime rib meatloaf they have at the Eddie Merlot. But I assume if there was such a thing, they would tell me because they'd want me there because I'm a big celebrity and everything. Let's go to uh, Derek in Washington. Derek, ask Mark anything. What's up, Big Sexy? What up? Hey, has there ever been a goalie named captain? Well, for years that wasn't allowed. You're talking about hockey, right? Yeah. For years that wasn't allowed, but recently it was again. Roberto Luongo, I believe, still is the captain at Florida. But he was the first one in many years because, again, it was against the rule. You don't do that. Let's go to Soup on the Parkway. Very quickly, Soup. Hey, Mark, uh, when and why did Felipe Rivero change his name to Felipe Vasquez? Because he's very close to his sister, whose name, whether it's married or not, her name is Vasquez. Okay. So he did it, I guess, to honor her. Oh, nice. Okay, just wondered. Thank you. Let's go. Finally, one more. Berserker on the road. Berserker. I double M, big fan, big fan. Quick question for uh, Matt Mertz Plumbing. I have a slogan. I wanted to run it by you. If your pipes go out to squirts, call Matt Mertz, and then Bonnie Rotten is the spokeswoman. What do you think of that? That's stupid. Thank you for the call. I got a better one. My love is like a ticking clock berserker. I can't say the next line. Scott Paulson tomorrow in the Caddyshack Jerk. <laughs> 105.9 DX.